This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Time to take a look at some reparations as the government of Canada has decided, and it was announced yesterday, to uh, reimburse members, uh, former members of the military and some of their former civilian employees for sexual assault complaints. And uh, this is part of the pattern of the government of Canada under Justin Trudeau, uh, the apology reparation file. And here to take a look at yesterday's announcement is Amanda Connolly, Global News political reporter, joining us from Ottawa. Amanda, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you with us, Amanda. You're right there at the scene of the crime. So let's talk a little bit, first of all, about the details announced yesterday with respect to the military, the settlement, please. Yeah, so this settlement is a deal worth roughly $900 million here to effectively compensate the plaintiffs as well as potentially tens of thousands of others uh, resulting from a class action lawsuit that was filed back in 2016 alleging sexual misconduct that was rampant within the Canadian forces. Mm -hmm. And so of that $900 million, we're looking really at an $800 million cap on settlements for individuals who are uh, victims who actually worked in the military, who are part of the Canadian forces, and a $100 million cap on settlements for civilians who also worked affiliated with the military. And so what that boils down to potentially per, per person is that for individuals in the military who submit claims and are found to be eligible for this settlement money, they could receive between $5,000 and $55,000, uh, potentially also going up to 155000 in the most egregious case, mm-hmm. cases here. So now the, uh, the the class action lawsuit that began all of this. So is the settlement and uh, the dollar figures notwithstanding, is the settlement based on the outcome of that class action lawsuit? In other words, the courts ordered this or was it negotiated? No. So what we're getting so far is that this appears to be a negotiated settlement okay. uh, resulting from those class action, the, the class action lawsuits that were brought in in this case here. And of course, there were a number of individuals who over the past couple of years have been coming forward, telling their stories and saying that they faced um, a, a variety of different cases of sexual misconduct while serving their time in the military or working adjacent to the military as well. And so what we're really seeing here, I think, is a result of those lawsuits, uh, the individuals coming forward from that but also part of this kind of broader conversation that's been going on in recent years, really since about 2015, when, of course, uh, former Supreme Court Justice Marie Deschamps came out with her landmark report saying that there was effectively an underlying sexualized culture in the military that was hostile to women and LGBT members. Right. Now, and that, it's that culture point that you just made, Amanda, that I'd like to pick on, uh, pick up on for a second. But it, it, it needs another question answered before I can get to it. And that's the nature of the settlement with the RCMP, the paramilitary RCMP, also in the hundreds of millions of dollars, also quite recently, yes? Yeah, so they had uh, two $100 million settlements. So both separate, both worth roughly, again, $100 million dollars. Uh, resulting from class action lawsuits with members uh, who had alleged they, they faced sexual discrimination and harassment during their time in the force as well. And so, again, that was really a case that put a lot of eyeballs on a force uh, that in, in, uh, in a lot of cases is, is, has been accused of kind of similar institutional cultures that have not been treating uh, women and, and LGBT members particularly well, and in a lot of cases have been treating them very, very poorly. And again, that was a case that was settled. Uh, both the, both of those cases were settled, and we saw quite a bit of money go toward that settlement to victims. And, and we're, what we're hearing so far is that this 
settlement with uh, resulting from the military here will will be significantly more individuals involved than the ones who were involved with the RCMP for right. that one hundred million dollars. Sure. Okay, but let's take let's do the numbers for a second. Nine hundred million in this military negotiated settlement. Two hundred million with the RCMP and their former members. That's one point one billion dollars. So they they talk about uh, they, both the the military and the RCMP talk about the need for a cultural change within the organizations. Now we've we've seen reparations to uh, the tune of one point one billion dollars. How effective might that be in leveraging even a modest? cultural change in either or both of those organizations. It's pretty entrenched, Amanda. That really is a big question right now. And of course, we've been looking at uh, the, the military for a number of years, and I'll use them just because they're they're sure. a, an example that we have some some very very firm data to back up on. Um, Statistics Canada, once this Deschamps report came out in 2015, looking at the culture of the military, um, Statistics Canada started doing surveys, actually looking at how widespread is this problem. And what we've been getting so far over the last two reports from that is that it really hasn't changed, even despite the fact that the military has launched what they call Operation Honor, really intended to um, eradicate and stamp out sexual misconduct within the ranks mm-hmm. and we are we continue to see individuals coming forward with these stories again even as the military has changed their process for filing complaints to try and make it more more friendly for people to come forward um that there 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 seems to again be be very real and concrete challenges to fully eradicating a lot of this behavior Interesting stuff. Now, since we're talking in the military, one of the most recent military uh, issues that has arisen is these, the case of uh, Rear Admiral uh, Mark Norman, who has uh, announced his departure from the military and who received a settlement. Uh, we don't know the answer, or do we, reporter in Ottawa, Amanda? We do not know the amount of that settlement at this time. Uh, we know very little about actually the, the terms of that uh, that agreement, along with most of the details of the case, it continues to be one of the, the kind of big questions here in Ottawa. Is, mm-hmm. um, when will we find that out and how much could be involved in that? Again, you're looking at an individual who is the second in command of the military who ended up retiring after the, cr- the Crown stated its case of breach of trust against him earlier this year. And so, again, you're looking at a number of different cases here where the government has reached settlements um, both for amounts that we, we know are in the millions of dollars with, um, again, some of the cases that you've mentioned, um, and a number of ones where we don't, we don't know the amount that's involved. Interesting. Final question to you, Amanda, and we're grateful for your time this afternoon. It's an election year. October 19th is the big day. Uh, is there, uh, I sense it on our phone line sometimes when the conversation uh, heads in this direction. Do you detect in the nation's capital any measurable degree of fatigue among taxpayers and voters with regards to these, not that the, the, the matter of the settlement and the deserving n- nature of them, notwithstanding, that's, that's, that's not the question. The question is, do you detect, uh, shall we say, reparation fatigue at all? I don't know if I would necessarily see reparation fatigue specifically. I think that there is certainly, um, you could call it disenchantment with yeah. the government. The polls have certainly suggested that uh, that amount. We can look at some of the recent ones uh, to, to, to point to the fact that people are, are not indicating support for the government in the levels that they used to. 
And I think that we're really going to see that come to a head, of course, over the next three months here as we head into the campaign uh, on in, in the middle of October. You're right. Uh, and that will be the, the big question for voters here is, is are they uh, tired and are they looking for a change and are they satisfied with the record that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals have to show to them? Interesting stuff. Amanda, thanks very much for this. It's a, a revealing conversation. We appreciate the information. No matter how happy we may or may not be with this, what's going on, it's absolutely critical to know what the, what the story is. And we appreciate your time. Thank you. There's Amanda Connolly, who is a political reporter with Global News based in Ottawa.